Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Stop settling for the bare minimum. I'm tired of hearing middle-class people, specifically in a minority space, saying, we're always going to struggle. Now that's how we can ensure a bigger, brighter future for tomorrow. But before we hop into today's show, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Now let's jump into the video. Welcome to the table, yeah, yeah. We gonna get real, we gonna get right. Oh, building up wealth, we gonna give life. Welcome to the table. Long gone are the days to where we could make thirty to forty thousand dollars a year and live comfortably as a middle class American in some states. And while I was doing my research and just really studying as I normally do, right? Um, <laughs> as I was reading these numbers, I also started getting frustrated a little bit with the with some of the middle class conversations that I'm hearing, right? Um, what I'm what I'm noticing here is that we have to start changing the mindset because numbers are changing. So for an example, if you're going to live in California, right? If you're going to live in California, and that's, this is Cali, to be middle class, a two-person family household, you need to be making the bare minimum of $52,000 and we're up to $157,000 a year, depending on what part of California you're living in. So like if you're living in San Diego, L.A., San Fran, um, Hollywood, you're going to be up in the 157 just to be making middle class income. But if you come down to like uh, uh, Oceanside, where I'm from, Temecula, you could be closer to that $52,000 mark, right? Let's say if you got a four-person family home, you're going to be bare minimum needing to make about $66,000 in a family to up to about almost $200,000 in California just to be considered middle class, right? Just to be considered middle class. Now let's go to the opposite side of the United States of America into the beautiful state of Florida. Uh, you you need to be making in a two person family household, $41,000 on a met on a, on a small end up to $124,000 on a large end. But I say, if you got a full family, 
two adults, two kids. You need to be making about $54,000 up to about $162,000. Now, look at this. This is not as expensive as, you know, California. It's about thirty grand cheaper than California. But let's go to where all the black people are in the beautiful state of Georgia. ATL! You know what I'm saying? I refuse to go to ATL. I don't like ATL. I'll go visit. I'll go rock with it. But I would never live in it. Never. Ever, 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 ever. Two person in Georgia. Two person in Georgia. Uh, $42,000 in a household to be considered middle class up to about $127,000. Now, watch this. Um, here's here's Here was something that was shocking. To have a full family, two parents, two adults. It's actually more expensive to live in Georgia than it is in Florida. The minimum, $56,000, up to about $169,000 to be considered middle class, right? Now, let's come over here to my beautiful state, my beautiful state, my beautiful state, the one and only state, the one and only state to where I live at, in the Maryland state, technically DMV, but specifically Maryland. Maryland is expensive. It is expensive. Two person, 60000 up to about 180000 in a household. A four-person family, middle-class range is going to be about 83000 to about $249,000 to be considered middle class. Now, when I look at all these numbers, here's what, here's what I'm seeing. There's, there's, there's three, four main things. Number one, we got to really change the mindset on how we look at things through the middle-class lens. Number two, we need to increase our money. Number three, we need to lower our spending rates. And then number four, some of us need to consider moving to a state like North Carolina, for an example. So North Carolina, let's say if you're like in Fayetteville, North Carolina, Sanford, North Carolina, Smithfield, North Carolina, Greensboro, North Carolina, you really only need in a two-person family household about $41,000 to live comfortably up until about $124,000, like if you're going to go to Charlotte, North Carolina, if you're going to go to Durham, North Carolina, you know, the high-end areas of North Carolina, and then go down to a four-person family, two adults, two kids, get this bug out my face. Um, you're looking at about 83,000 to about 200 and I'm sorry, 56,000 to about $169,000. It's not super expensive at all. Um, another state that you should consider moving into, which is a state that I was highly considering to move to specifically to the Houston area, two person family, $44,000 to max about 134,000 for a two person family, four person about 57,000 up to about 170,000. It's not that much more expensive than North Carolina and the South Carolina area. But I want to go back to the mindset. I want I want to go back to the mindset of some things that just really respectfully I'm going to say this piss me off when it comes to the minority mindset. Uh, when it comes to the minority mindset and and, and I, I'm going to walk through this and I don't want to, I don't want to, I'm going to try my hardest to not disrespect anyone. Um, I think I may rub some people wrong on today's video because I'm going to challenge the way you think, the way you look at things. Um, I, I really am, you know, but here is the very first thing that really rubs me wrong when it comes to the minority culture. I'm uh, not minority culture. I'm sorry. To the middle class, to the middle class community culture to the middle class group of individuals, right? And I didn't have this problem, you know, when I was making the 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 
$100,000 a year. I, I never had, well, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say I never. I did, and I quickly got out of it. Here's number one. Here's number one, mindset, my, mindset, right? I was recently on uh, Clubhouse, the app, and, and I'm always on, I, I tend to get on like Clubhouse. I tend to go on like Shade Room, Spiritual Word or Spiritual World or whatever they call it. Um, and I get on these particular apps and sites because I want to see what, what are what what is out there that I need to address to help people change their mindset? And when I was on um, Clubhouse this, this one particular day here recently, um, she was like, hey, the majority of us are going to live middle class. And so the majority of us are going to be struggling. Let's struggle smart. Like, we're going to be middle class for the rest of our life. We're always going to struggle in life. Let's struggle smart. And I'm like, respectfully, ma'am, and I'm not going to say the name of, 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 of who said it um, or the name of the room, because I actually respected everyone on the stage. And, and I don't know any of them personally, but I've seen them on the, on the app, you know, often. And when I was listening and watching the comments in the chat thread, a lot of them was like, yeah, you're right. We got to struggle smart. We got to struggle smart. And I got off of the mic and a lot of people didn't really like what I had to say, but I said, I think that is the dumbest thing we can tell, specifically a group of minority people who are middle-class income people to struggle smart. You see, the Bible says people perish for the lack of knowledge. So what, what, so what, 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 what is that scripture even telling us? That if you do not want to perish, if you do not want to struggle, if you do not want your income to die, if you do not want your family to be lost, gain the knowledge. When we gain the knowledge, we flip the reverse and we are no longer struggling. We're no longer perishing. We're no longer losing things. What are we doing? We're now gaining things. So the very first thing I have a problem when it comes to the middle class individuals is you have the wrong mindset. We need to shift the mindset. Write that down. I'm about to write it down myself. We need to shift the mindset, right? Shift the mindset from I can't to I will. Shift the mindset from uh, I, I'm middle class to where I'm wealthy class. Shift the mindset from I am um, 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 struggling to where I am prosperous. When we can start shifting our mindset, when we can start looking at things differently, that's when we will change. Because if your verbiage, if your words are, I am going to always be struggling and I'm going to struggle smart. That is the dumbest thing you can say. We within the middle class, we, we, we always feel like, oh man, I'm always going to be here. I'm just going to stay right here. No, 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 no. You're not, you're there right now, but you're not going to always be there. Now you will always be there if you say it and if you believe it. But I knew for a fact I wasn't going to stay in the back of my car. I knew for a fact I wasn't going to continue living paycheck to paycheck. I knew for a fact that I wasn't going to be in debt for the rest of my life. I knew for a fact that I was going to have financial freedom. I knew for a fact I was going to pay off my debt. I know for a fact I'll be able to pay cash for my wife's ring and pay cash for the wedding and, and pay cash for her dream car and, and send my kids to whatever school we want to. I know for a fact because it all starts up here in the mind.
I often get questions about life insurance, where to buy, how to find affordable rates, the simplest application process, and most importantly, where to secure coverage instantly. Like, people don't want to wait a long time. They want the coverage right now. Giving the startling statistic that nearly 40% of African-Americans do not have life insurance coverage today. It's even more critical to address these questions. My recommendation to all these questions is simple. My friends over at Ethos Life Insurance. These are the people who hold my life insurance policy. You see, their mission is to simplify life insurance and make it accessible online to everyone. No paperwork, no medical exams, or check this out, no blood tests. You simply answer some health questions online and just like that, you can secure coverage the exact same day. But the cherry on the top family, Ethos offers an incredible deal that I wish I had when I signed up with them for my life insurance policy about two years ago. You see, when you secure a life insurance policy through them, they will throw in a will and estate plan for 100% free. <laughs> I, I'm tripping and I'm excited at the same time because I personally spent $2,500 on my estate plan at the beginning of this year. So getting it free with a life insurance policy that might cost you as low as $50, that's a no brainer. I mean, like none. Don't just take my word for it. You see, Tanner R., a customer, uh, secured a $500,000 30-year policy without a physical exam through Ethos. He says the price was great. The process was completely easy. You see, Ethos truly values our time. You see, Alex got approved for a $1 million uh, policy in just five minutes. She said, simple and straight to the point. Comments were surprisingly user-friendly and great communication. So are you ready to protect your family's financial future? Don't let this statistic define you. I want you to get covered today and get a will and get the life insurance policy and get the, uh, um, the, the what's it called? The uh, estate plan for 100% free. All you got to do is go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash ethos. Again, that is anthonyoneal.com forward slash ethos. Secure your coverage today and ensure peace of mind with your loved ones. All right, let's get back to today's show. Mindset. Mindset. I, I'm... Um, um, you know, some people say you got to speak it into the, you know, the atmosphere. You got you to speak it into the earth and the earth will do this. I don't care. Whatever you want to say, you say it. For me, I'm going to speak faith. I'm going to acknowledge where I'm at in life. I'm going to be content with where I am at in life. But I'm not complacent. I'm not going to stay here. I'm doing well for myself financially. But you know what? I don't want to stay here neither. I'm content. If God says this is where I'm at for the rest of my life, I am content. But I'm going to work and I'm going to believe that there's something more that I can do because there's more people I need to help. And the more people I help, the more income that comes in, the more income that comes in, the more people I can hire, the more people I can bless, the more things I can pass down to my kids and to my family. I'm thinking about mindset. The mindset. You got to shift. You got to believe. You got to see. You got to think, you got to process differently. You see, you see, when, 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 when you process things differently, you see things differently. 
Mindset. Mindset. Everything starts up here. I see things differently. I woke up this morning and I was like, okay, that's what we're gonna do. Some people call me crazy and dumb for how I look at money and how I think about money. Some people look at me crazy. I'm like, man, you're crazy, man. You, 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 you got to leverage that, man, 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 man. Man, you're crazy. You're going to always be in debt, man. Man, you're crazy. Mindset. I'm no longer allowing people to think for me. I'm no longer allowing people to put things into my mind, put things into my spirit that is not one of God and it's not two of that. It's not two. It, it is not thoughts. They are not thoughts that get me to my vision, that help me get to accomplishing my goals in life. I'm being very, very protective of what I put up here. And this leads me to number two. Number two, I'm writing this stuff down to myself because I told my team, I just want to speak from my heart today on this. Things that bother me with the middle class. I've studied several millionaires, right? Several, several, several millionaires several millionaires who are successful in their families. And one thing I've noticed with them that helps them really build wealth, gain wealth, is that they don't allow their mood to impact their moments. And what I've learned with the middle class is that sometimes we allow our mood to impact our moments. What I mean by this, when it comes to life, you have two things. Things that happen to you and how you react. Things that happen to you and how you react. And what I've learned with a lot of my successful people who are building wealth, who have successful businesses, who have successful careers, who have successful families. When I say successful families, careers, and business, businesses, I'm not talking about they're perfect. I'm not talking about that they're, they're doing every single thing that they should be doing and making all the, all the kind of money that they should be making. No, no, no. Here's what I'm saying. They have a neat situation. Plug for the neatness network. <laughs> you know, like it's like, okay, cool. Two things in life, two things in life. I want you to write this down. Number two, fix your reactions. When we can fix our reactions, we pretty much change how we move forward. You see, in life, things that happen to you is 10% of the equation. 90% of the, of, of, um, of the equation is how you react. 10% is, oh, man, they said this about you. Oh, man, you got fired. Oh, man, you, you got laid off. Oh, man, that, that, that business idea didn't work. Oh, man, someone quit on you if you're self-employed. 10% of, of life is about what happens to you. The majority of the things is going to be how we react. You want to be successful in life? Fix your reactions. You want to be wealthy in life? Fix your reactions. You want to get out of debt? 
fix your reactions. What, what do you mean, Anthony? I mean, how, how does my reactions impact me getting out of debt? How, how does my reactions impact me building wealth? That's easy. If you see a commercial and the commercial says, hey, we have this sale going on, that happened. You saw it. How did you react to it? I like it. I'm going to wait. We, we don't know how to deal with reactions. I'll tell you one of the things I used to fail, fail very, very hard, very, very hard. Uh, which is why I'm very careful about getting in a relationship today. Because when I love, I love hard. And when I love hard, I can get very emotional as a man, I'll be honest. And what I've learned about myself, and it's about being true to yourself too, right? Is that I've I've learned that I do not do well when I am thinking about the relationship or thinking about an argument we had in the relationship. I don't do well when I go through a breakup. I don't do well when we just argued the night before. And so what I'm learning is I need to be with a woman. I need to be with someone who also is strong with when it comes to emotional maturity, uh, when it comes to um, uh, true love and understanding like, hey, all right, we're going to argue, but at least before we go to bed, Let's, let's react the correct way. I'm not saying the problem needs to be fixed. I'm not saying that we need to be back to, you know, A plus status. No, 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 no. But what I am saying is let's react to this better because poor reaction leads off to poor work ethics. It leads off to not going into work. It leads off to uh, maybe going to work, but then you're, you're not doing your job correctly. And so what I've learned is I have to control how I react inside of a relationship so I can still show up and do my job, so I can still show up and study, so I can still show up and deliver content when I'm paid to be on stage. I can still show up and sit down here at the table and deliver content that will bless and impact your life. It is everything is about how do we react I see so many influencers out there reacting to other influencers who make money off of reacting off of what they say, off of what other people say. They make their whole business off of uh, scam reactions and this reaction and that reaction. And for me, I'm like, you know what? That's cool. Let them have that life. Let them be them. If that's assignment, that's their assignment. I'm not reacting to what they said about me. I'm not reacting to what, you know, the, the world, the, the social media may say about me. No, I'm going to fix my reactions because you have to understand your reactions determine the next step in your life. And if you react the negative way, you just gave control to somebody else over your life. And the reason why some of us will always stay in the middle class is because we're always reacting negatively. We're not reacting the correct way. So, number one, we got to shift our mindset into believing that we will never stay in middle class for the rest of our life. We are going to transition. We're going to make six plus figures. We're going to make a half a million dollars. We're going to be uh, become a millionaire. We, we have to shift our mindset. But then from there, we have to fix our reactions because please believe the enemy, when you shift your mindset, he's going to send something to distract you and how you respond to that distraction, the determines where you go next. It, 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 I, I'm, am I making sense? 
talk to me. T- talk to me in the comments. Am I making sense? Do you understand what I'm saying? How many of us, put this in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube, how many of us have reacted wrong and that reaction cost us a job, it cost us a friendship, it cost us a relationship, it cost us some money? Can I be real with you? Oh, shoot. Uh Uh-oh. I'm going to say it. 20 years old making about $70,000, dollars $70,000 a year, 20, 20, 20 years old, making $60,000, $70,000 in Jacksonville, Florida. I was living off of Bay Meadows Road in a very, very nice apartment. I told you all I used to work for a collection agency. That was my very first official job as an adult. And because I was able to collect a lot of money um, and really rise to the top as one of the top collectors, they shipped me out to Jacksonville, Florida, uh, to help open this, this the brand new location. And as I'm there, they promoted me to team supervisor, to team lead. And I had about 12 people on my team that I was leading. Well, my dumb behind decided to date someone that worked for me. We started dating. And uh, about three, four months after we dated, I, again, my dumb behind, I moved her in. I moved her into my apartment. I was literally in a one bedroom apartment and something went down about, I said like two days before I decided to move to a two bedroom apartment. And so I said, hey, someone went down at her house. I said, hey, just move in with me. I literally called off of work for two days, moved myself from a one bedroom to a two bedroom apartment and moved her in the night before. That made that the, the, the night after. Her mom comes to my particular, um, I go to pick her up from her mom's house or her mom comes out to the car. And while her mom is loading up the car, her mom sits there and tells me to my eyes, to my eyes, that she's not the one for you. She's going to lie to you and steal from you. I've never heard any mother, any parent say that about their child. But I brushed it off. You know why? Because she was a beautiful, a beautiful, beautiful woman. We're going to work and everything's cool for the first couple of months. I'm paying all the bills and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And and she moved in with her, she moved her son in with us and we'll get up every day. We'll go to work. We'll come back home and, you know, we'll, we'll, we will do the married life. I'll be transparent and honest with you. Well, on this one particular day, I started noticing that she was coming home late and she was, you know, doing certain things that was like not, not right. Some of her peers that was in her camp was telling me the truth. When we're at work, like, hey, bro, she's still involved with her uh, son's father. I didn't believe it because she was coming back home to me. And I'll just be honest with you. She was getting in my bed every night. But she will get home at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Some weekend she will go and say she's out with the girls and spend a night at a girl's house. And one of the girls who she said she was at told me, no, she she was not with me this weekend. And that's all I'm going to say. I don't want to get involved. Mind you, she works for me. I am in a supervisor role at this particular company. Well, the truth came out. The truth came out that she was involved with her son's father, and I was extremely embarrassed and frustrated. The truth comes out on our job. I go down into the car because we was having a conversation, and I went down into her car on the job's um, property. We're arguing a car. I'll be honest with you and transparent in my young 20s. We're cussing each other out. I get out the car. When I get out the car, I slam her door. 
When I slam her door, her, her glass breaks. Because her glass breaks, my reaction, I'm fired from my job. Because I was in a supervisor role. And because I was a leader, my reaction cost me my job. It cost me my income. Because I was reacting out of emotional immaturity when her mom months ago told me she wasn't the right one. And in life, what happens to you is 10% of the equation. The determining factor of what happens next in your life is 90% of the equation. And while I regret that that transpired while I was 20-something years old, I'm grateful that God allowed it to happen because if I would not have been fired from that place, I probably would still be there because I was making good money. I was hurt when I, when I had to get let go. I, 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 was, I was hurt, and they told me, the reason why we got to let you go is because you're in a supervisor role. She can turn around and sue the company. My reaction. And middle class, we don't really tend to think before we speak. We, we don't really tend to think about, okay, if I react this way, what is the impact it's going to have on me, my family, my loved ones, my career, my business, my job? Watch this. Watch this. Let me give you another, let me give you another thing. And, and now this is not just about money. This is about just mindset of the middle class people. Um, how do you react when you find out people are talking about you? I was on the phone with one of my friends and we were talking about a particular individual that that talks about me in a negative way. And every time she, and, and she said, every time you get around this particular individual, I'm actually shocked because I don't even know. Like I don't even think I'm not even sure if you know what this particular individual has said about you. But you laugh in this particular individual's, individual's face. You, 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 you respect this particular individual. I've even watched you help this particular individual. Even though you know for a fact you've seen receipts of this particular individual speaking negative about you. And I told her, I said, hey, it's because I don't want, I don't want my reaction to start anything else. Because when I react, that individual is going to react. When that particular individual reacts, then I react. Then it's just a cycle going back and forth. We got to react differently. We, we've, we've, we've got to move differently. So the very first thing is we need to shift the mindset. Number two, we got to fix our reactions. If, if we're going to get out of this middle class bracket, we have to fix our reactions. And those two things really can apply into any area of your life, any area of your life. I'm speaking from a money perspective, but I'm also saying that can apply in relationships, that can apply in uh, your businesses, that can apply spiritually. But here's number three when it comes to the middle class. I mean, let, me, let me tell you this. I was on Clubhouse um, uh, the same day, uh, and when she said, when this particular individual said, uh, already says it's she, so <laughs> anyways, so when she said, hey, if you're going to struggle, struggle smart, the, the, the conversation was about 
Um, why is it that minority individuals, black people, are scared to be homeowners? I went inside the conversation because I wanted to, uh, of course, with me being a money guy, I wanted to give my money perspective on why some black people or why all people, black, white, Hispanic, you name it, do not need to become homeowners. Uh, but this young lady's particular stance was everybody needs to be a homeowner because if you're going to struggle paying a thousand dollar rent, why not struggle and pay a thousand dollar mortgage payment? Um, and so this way you can build equity and not somebody else's equity. And, and, and here's the problem that I see with middle class. Write this down because I'm writing it down too. stop looking for shortcuts. Guys, stop looking for shortcuts. We, 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 we got to stop, stop looking for shortcuts. And I'm going to say this too, on the same line. Stop looking for shortcuts. Oh, you know what? Let me change that. Ooh, I, I like this show today. This is going to be real. This, this is going to be a good show. We got to stop. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. That's it. Stop. How do I say this? What's the proper way to say this? What's going on, fam? It's your boy, A.O. And I got to talk to you about something near and dear to my heart, and that's representation. You see, growing up, seeing black voices in media was like finding gold in a mine. It showed me what was possible. People like Oprah, Steve Harvey, and even Malcolm X, they paved the way for folks like me to step into the spotlight. And now there's a new wave of black voices making extreme waves, and they're doing it on NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths. This collection is a celebration of blackness like none other. Each episode is like a journey through our shared experiences. Joy, resilience, empowerment, it's all there. From Bobby to Michelle Obama, they're covering it all. And let me tell you, Listening to these episodes, it's like sitting down with your fam and having a real talk about what it means to be black today. NPR is not holding back with this show. They're bringing you stories that matter, uh, stories that reflect the full spectrum of black life. It's like they say, stories should never be about us without us. So do yourself a favor and tune in to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR. It's not just a podcast. I'm going to be real with you. It's a movement. Listen now, wherever you get your podcast, and let's keep celebrating our stories and our truths. All right, let's get back to my show. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. 
all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. That's it. Stop settling for the bare minimum. Um, I'm tired of hearing middle class people, specifically in a minority space, saying we're always going to struggle. So struggle smart. Stop settling for the bare minimum. And it starts with you. Stop it. When she said, hey, if you're going to struggle with a $1,000 mortgage, I mean, a $1,000 rent payment, why not struggle with a $1,000 mortgage? So I, I, I further, I was listening to her and I was like, hey, break that down some more. What do you, what do you mean by that? She's like, well, if you can afford a $1,000 rent, then you can afford a $1,000 mortgage. She was giving an example. We're not saying rent is that cheap in today's day and time. Okay? So that's number one. Um, but she was just giving an example of the numbers. If you can afford X amount in rent and you can afford X amount in a mortgage payment, and if you can afford X amount in a mortgage payment, then why not struggle with equity than struggle with rent? I said, here's the problem that I want to even break down even further. You're using the word struggle. So what I'm hearing you say is, hey, go ahead and settle for the minimum. Settle for the struggle. Ooh, that's good. We got to stop settling for the struggle. That's it right there. Stop settling for the struggle. And she's like, if, 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 if you're going to struggle, struggle over here, struggle over here. So I'm like, no, no, no. Here's my biggest problem with you. I, I can agree with you on one thing. If you can afford to pay out $1,000 over here, then you can afford to pay out $1,000 over there. But the problem is, it's not the $1,000. Let's get rid of the mortgage payment. Let's get rid of the rent payment. You're saying struggle. So what you're telling the, the minority people to do is struggle. Struggle. You're not telling them, hey, let's figure out a way to no longer struggle. But let's struggle smart. And I'm like, ma'am, respectfully, I totally disagree with what you're saying. I would rather rent for $1,000, get on a strategy, get on a plan to increase my income, to lower my out, outgoing um, uh, responsibilities as far as in my bills and my debt, get on a strategy that gets me out of the struggle so when I get into a mortgage payment, I am free. I can enjoy my home. I am no longer struggling. But to tell people, if you're going to struggle over here, go struggle over there, that is putting that person in hell. A right thing at the wrong time becomes a nightmare. A thousand dollars of rent, if that toilet go broke, they don't have to fix that toilet. If the AC go out, they don't have to fix that AC. 
If a tree falls to the root, they don't have to fix that. If a light busts and it no longer works, they don't have to fix it. But as soon as you tell someone to get into mortgage pay, get into a home, if that AC go out, they got to fix it. They got to replace it. Oh, Anthony, they got home warranty insurance. Oh, my gosh. Um, I was telling my team this the other day. I was uh, just coming back from somewhere, and there was a police officer sitting in the front of my yard. And I'm thinking a police officer was from one of my neighbors. No, when I got out the car, my driver dropped me off from coming back from somewhere. Somewhere, the police officer pulled up into my driveway and knocked on my front door. I'm like, what the heck? And the police officer gave me a note from a law firm. And it was from the city or state, I can't remember where, but it was from somewhere here in Maryland saying that I owed them about $3,000 because of the plumbing under my house. The plumbing under my house, the city put it in or the state put it in, whoever put it in, and the homeowners need to pay back for them installing that up underneath our, my home. And I totally, totally forgot about that because they were sending me the bills, but I thought it was the water bill. And I'm like, I already have my water bill in an automatic pay. And so I was like, I'm good. It's going to come out. They keep sending me these bills. It's going to automatically just come out. So when I read it, I called my attorney, make sure everything was straight. He said, yeah, man, call him. This, this is nothing major. It seems like you're, you're just missing out on something. Just pay it and you'll be good. So I called them and said, hey, this is not your water bill. This is for the plumbing. So I went ahead and cut them a full check. I was like, man, I'm so sorry. I was like, yes, yes, we will bill you once a year. You should receive it. You should receive it Q1 of every single year. I didn't pay it in two years. That's why they had a police officer drop off the note so that way I can get it. And I, I told them on this call and I was like, man, there's so much more responsibilities when it comes to home ownership. And I think what, what, what we tell people is, you know what? You're going to have to always have a car, struggle with the car payment. You're going to have to always have this struggle with this rather than sitting here telling people, let's figure out a way on how we can have a strategy to where we're no longer struggling. No longer struggling. If, if you're living in, in California and you're a family of four and you only make about $68,000, $70,000 a year, why are you not moving to North Carolina? Why are you not moving to, to Dallas, Texas? Why are you not getting out of the expensive state so you can rebuild and come back? Why are you settling for the struggle? Why? Move to a place Get a job in a place that you can live comfortable. The reason why I will not go back to California yet, I will not go there and get something yet, is because I am not at an income by my personal standards of living to where I can live the way I want to live in California. And I love the weather. I was just out there visiting my family, and oh my gosh. I remember when I went out there uh, uh, during the winter months, it was about 42 degrees. No, it was about 32 degrees here. And it was like almost 80 degrees in California. I said, oh, my goodness. But the lifestyle that I want, I will be struggling in California to make that happen. So I said, I'm not going to move back there until I have a surplus of at least a couple of million dollars coming in every single year to me personally, not to my business, but Anthony O'Neill is making $2 million or more a year. So that way I can enjoy the life that I want and I'm not going to settle for the struggle. And the middle-class people, we settle for the struggle. 
bothers me. We, we, we don't want to invest into courses. We don't want to invest into some form of education so we can get the education, so we can get the knowledge, so we can get out of the middle class and get into the class of freedom. We, 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 we just want to settle. It's okay. I'm used to this. I'm going to do this. I'm just going to be here. I'm always going to have a car payment. I'm always going to have a mortgage payment. I'm always going to have debt. I'm always going to have my student loans. That's just gaining interest and compounding interest on that thing every single day. I'm always, I'm always, I'm always. It, it, it pisses me off when I hear that. It bothers me when I hear that. You can't be in my circle if your mindset is there. You can't be on my team if your mindset is there. I don't even go around my family members if they're settling for the struggle. Once I give my advice to some of my family members, I tell them, man, like, listen, don't come back to me no more if you don't want, if you don't want to work. If you don't want to put in the work to get out of the middle class, of the poverty line, Don't come back to me. I have some family members. I just want them to go around. I'll love them. I'll pray for them. But I'm not going to have an in-depth conversation with someone who does not want to get out of the middle class. I have a family member that's, that's making $13 an hour. And this particular family member has been making $13 an hour for their entire life. And I asked the family member, why? I mean, you can easily go get your job making $20 an hour. Their particular child now is, is making $20, $22 an hour. Why? This is what that particular child, not child, this is what that particular family member of mine said. This particular family member of mine has assistant living. Pays a mortgage payment about maybe four, three, four hundred dollars. Got a nice car. Car knows about maybe two, three hundred dollars. And this this particular family member said, "If I go make more money, if I don't show the state that I'm still struggling, then they're going to raise my mortgage payment, take away my food stamps." Take away something else that, that, that this particular family member of mine is getting. And I would rather keep all of that than make so much money and I lose all of it. I was confused. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Did you just say that you want to settle for the struggle? <laughs> Did you just say, I want to settle for the government taking care of me? Did you just say, I want to settle and not leave my kids and my family with anything so that I can live in a home for $400 a month so I can continue getting food stamps? Mindset. Mindset, you guys. Mindset. This particular family member has been offered a promotion three times and turned it down. 
How many of us in the middle class are struggling, settling for the struggle? I want to say some other things. I'm, I'm watching what I'm saying right now because I don't want to disrespect nobody. But I want you to be honest with yourself. How many of you are settling for the struggle? How, and when I say settling for the struggle, you're not coming home from your nine to five and putting in extra work so you can get extra income. You're, you're, not, you're not willing to be uncomfortable so that you can change things. Y'all complain about what's going on in life. Y'all complain about what's going on, how the system's not made for certain black people and how, you know, how you can't get ahead. But time after time, I'm teaching people what to do. I'm teaching people how to budget. I'm teaching people how to invest. I'm giving you different resources to invest into. But you're sitting here saying, oh, that's too much money. Or I don't want to do this. Or why should I do this? Or this should be free. No, no, you're settling for the struggle. If you're not investing into yourself, you're settling for the struggle. Some of y'all would rather be uncomfortable for 12, for the next 12 years then change the next 12 months so that you can be comfortable for the rest of your life. And it's like, I, I, challenged, I challenged some people in the past. I said, hey, listen, I want you to take what I teach and apply it for 12 months. It is going to be uncomfortable. It is going to make you um, upset. You're going to feel like giving up. But if you can apply it for 12 months, for one calendar year, I promise you by the end of that year, you're not in the same place financially. And now you've just changed the next 12 years of your life. But some of us would rather remain and set up for the struggle for the next 12 years because we've learned how to accept the struggle. And ooh, yes, God, we've learned and not not we've learned. We have conditioned our mindset to be comfortable with the struggle. And we don't want to be uncomfortable for 12 months. So we can get out of the struggle zone. But then you don't know, you don't even know what you're doing because you've conditioned yourself. You conditioned your family to accept the struggle. Now your kids are accepting the same struggle and we're passing that down. So now we're passing down middle class, lower class mindsets to our children. When the Bible says it is our responsibility to raise a child and to train a child in the way that they should go. And they should not be raised with a struggle mindset. They should not be raised and saying, I'm a middle class only person. My kids will have a wealth mindset. My kids will have a freedom mindset. My kids will understand what middle class is. They will understand what the poverty class is. They will understand what the wealth class is. But my kids will have a freedom class mindset. And that's what I'm going to be passing down. Not a struggle. The problem I have with the middle class. It's a problem I have with the middle class. It's a problem I have. We got to get out of that. Here's number four. It pisses me off with the middle class people. And the reason why we will always stay in these numbers and these brackets is because we're living to impress other people. One thing I'm learning with the middle class people is that, man, we'll spend $5,000 on a Beyonce ticket so we can feel good and impress others. We'll, 
We'll go out there and we'll drop $3,000 on a Gucci bag. Or let's go down lower. We'll go out there and we'll spend two, $300 on a coach bag and we don't have two, $300 in the investment account. We'll go out there and get the BMW because everyone's driving the BMW, the Mercedes, the Lexuses, the nice cars, just so we can have pull-up game. But we don't have investment game. We don't have a strategy game. We, 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 we live to self-please ourselves. And we live, while we're self-pleasing ourselves, we live to impress other people. And y'all, I'm, I'm telling you, man, as I am evolving and on the road to 40, this is bothering me more and more personally, too, to where now I'm asking myself, am I buying this just because I got the money and I just want to show people I got a little bit of money? Because, you know, when, you, when you're someone like me who comes, you know, you're one of the first wealthy people in your family, it, it is a... It is like a little flex a little bit. Like, y'all, let me show you what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Let me show you what I got. Let me, let me show you, B. You know what I'm saying, son? But I've realized that just costs me money. It doesn't build me anything. It doesn't build my integrity. It doesn't build my family. It doesn't build my bank account. That mindset of trying to please others is actually a liability. It's not an asset. And now every time I go to purchase something, I'm asking myself, okay, one, do you really like this item yourself? Like, do you, Anthony O'Neill, is this an is this an item that you want for yourself? If no one ever sees you, do you still want this item? If if you go outside with this particular item, with this particular whatever it is, and no one sees you, do you still like this item? Can I be real with you all? There's about 50% of the items I said no to. That's, that's, that's the money guy. That's me being real. So because I said no, I didn't get it. Because then now that's just a liability. It's not an asset. Why, why am I buying this when I really don't like it? Really? I, I like it because I know it will gather, it, it will gain attention. But it's not going to help me get to where I want to go. And it's not really something I really like. Let's talk about the Bentley. I didn't buy that Bentley for y'all. My whole family can tell you. I was driving it. I was, wasn't was driving. I remember it. I was like 12, 13 years old, 14. How old was I? Nah, I was living in California at the time. So that's going to be eighth grade. Yeah, eighth grade year. So I don't know how old I was. But eighth grade year in school, we were going to um, Six Flags Magic Mountain um, in Los Angeles, California. Um, and we were on the highway and I saw this car come by. It was a Bentley. It was a monster. I was like, yo, what is that? I don't know cars like that. I, I don't know nothing. And I'm like, yo, what is that is nice. And my dad said, son, that's a Bentley. So Bentley, at that time, I think the Bentley was going for like almost $60,000, $70,000 back then. Probably a bit more. Yeah, it was, it was a little bit more. I think my dad said the Bentley was going for like $70,000 in like the, the, the 80s. And then I think the 90s, they were close to about 100000 
right? Um, and yeah, I about to say about a hundred thousand because the BMWs were only going for like 40, 50 grand back then. 30, 40, 50 grand back then. They really weren't as expensive as they were today. And I told myself when I was in the eighth grade in front of everyone in the van that day, I had one of my best friends back then, Kenneth Hurt was in there. My sister was in there, my little brother Pleasant, John Paul Moore, all of us from St. John Missionary Baptist Church driving. I told everyone, I said, I'm going to get me a Bentley one day. My dad laughed because it was expensive. But since that time, I was like, I'm going to get me a Bentley one day. I'm going to get me a Bentley one day. I'm going to get me a Bentley one day. And that one day came two years ago. I bought me a Bentley. <laughs> and I didn't buy the Bentley because that's what I wanted to impress people. I bought the Bentley because that is my ultimate favorite car in the entire world. There's no other car that I think is better than a Bentley. I've always said I want a Bentley. That was the ultimate dream car. And I saved up and I paid cash for it because of myself, not to impress people. If that was the case, I probably would have bought a Rolls Royce. I probably would have bought, you know, um, a Ferrari to impress people. No, I said, I'm going to buy this car and I'm going to go buy this car because this works good for me. And I like the cars and I actually like driving luxury. There are other cars out there that are more expensive, but I'm like, if I'm like, for example, all my friends are like, man, you should get a G-Wagon. Everybody got a G-Wagon right now. Everybody popping off on the G-Wagon. You can ride it off. And boy, that pull-up game is sick. Man, I got inside that G-Wagon and I drove it. That is the hardest riding luxury six-figure car I have ever ridden in my life. And I said, why in the world would I want to spend this much money on a car that drives like a daggone truck? It is horrible. Now, I got people in my circle who got a G-Wagon. You know, I love you. But I'm like, for me, I'm not buying it just so I can say I got pull-up game on a Mercedes. No. No. I I'm buying things for me. What, what I want. What I like. Probably why I'm still single because I'm going to spend no more money on a uh, on the first date of like $100. I'm going to take it to Ruby Tuesdays. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take it to TGI Fridays. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it to uh what's the other one? Um the, the steak joint, um Texas Roll House. Texas, man, that steak be fire, bro. They got the A1 sauce sitting right there. I ain't gotta ask for the A1 sauce. It's sitting on the table when you sit down before the steak even come out. And I like it. Do I like Ruth Chris? Yeah. Do I like Eddie V's? Yeah. Do I like Steak 48 and the high end stuff? Yeah. But I'm gonna go where I wanna go. Because it's my money. And I, I don't have to be living to impress people. Because if we live to impress people, that's why we will stay in the middle class. That's why we'll stay broke. Because we're trying to keep up with people who are not going to help us when times get rough. Hey, yo, man, I spent $200 to impress you. Can you give me $100 so I can pay this? They ain't going to give you no money. They're going to look at you. You crazy. You crazy. So listen, people. Listen. Listen. We got to increase our income. We got to live below our means. And some of us need to consider moving. And, and when it comes to the middle class, I'm just speaking from the heart today. But when it comes to the middle class, I could have sat here and talked about all the practical things you could do on the, the practical things, you know, 
Michelle, my show producer, she gave me some practical things I should say. I'm like, man, we talk a lot about the practical. Today, I want to give you all things from the heart that I'm just seeing when it comes to the average middle class person who I am in relationship with, right? All the practical stuff on go get an extra job, go deliver for Uber, go, you know, go get a, a side business, a side hustle. All that is great. But I could teach you all that stuff. But if I don't help you, really, first shift your mindset on how you look at things, all the practical stuff is gonna go out the door. And y'all, I'm I'm shifting my mindset on things. I told this to my family and to my team when I got off of my sabbatical. I said, hey y'all. I'm actually shifting how I'm moving. Like I am about to shift my mindset to where I am about to be. I would want to say like, I'm about to move like I'm broke because how I look at money now is I need my money now to really be working for me. I know for a fact that I want to be a husband. I know for a fact that I want to raise children and I've watched my family. I've watched my friends. They could not be in, involved with their children's lives because they weren't making the right decisions with their money. They weren't. And so I'm like, you know what, man? The last thing I want to do is get to my four, get to my 45th birthday, uh, get to my kids um uh five-year-old birthday and get to the to get to the dates where they go to kindergarten and I can't spend the first week with them in kindergarten. The last thing I want to do is is tell my wife that hey, I can't do this, I can't do that, because when in my 30s, when I was making seven figures plus a year, I, I wasn't being wise with my money. Hey, let, let's go down to the practical stuff. When I was in my 30s, when I was in my young 20s, I was making six figures, but we were buying all the things that we weren't investing right. Watch this. I'm, let me break it down to you. Um, some of you hear the mindset. Um, I was paying too much money in taxes because I didn't want to pay a CPA to help me understand the strategy on how to win with my taxes. So I was using the taxes as a savings account. So I get back rather than, hey, CPA, what do I need to do so I can keep all of my money and I can invest that money now? Huh? Mindset. 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 So, 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 so for me, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm about to, I'm moving like I'm not really broke, but I'm moving like, you know, I don't have a whole lot of money. I'm like, okay, strategy, pay off the home. Strategy, put a lot of money into the investments. And I did the math. I need about 10 to $12 million in the, in the investment. So that way I can live off the compound interest and I'm going to give away the principal. I want to get to a point to where I can do what I want to do, when I want to do it, however I want to do it. And I'm not exchanging time for money. And my philosophy now at 39, about to hit 40 is how do I get more um, lucrative options in front of me for the future that no longer requires my time to actually make as much money? I want to get to a point to where my money depends on 25% of my time. The other 75% is of its own thing because of the system and the strategies that we built. 
And so now for the next six years, it's all about what do I need to invest into? What assets do I need to rack up? What do I need to do in my business to where less and less of my time is needed, but I'm still getting more money. Y'all talking about struggle smart? Hell no. I want to build wealth smart. That's what I'm doing. And that's the strategy that I am going to be teaching us here. And if y'all want to be a part of that strategy, keep rocking with me. I'm going to start bringing on guests who are making money without their time, per se. Now, we all got to put in some time. We all got to put in some time. But I'm going to start bringing on guests. Hey, how are you making money and it doesn't need 100% of your time? What are you thinking about for your future? If you're, if you're in your 20s and you've been in your young 30s, like, yeah, man, listen, your job is important. But my thing is, what are you doing with your time after your job? What are you building what, what are you doing that's setting you up to when you do get in your 50s and 60s and 70s? You no longer have to exchange your time for, in, for income. What are you doing in your 20s and 30s that to where, hey, on this particular project, it only needs 75% of your time and the other 25% is making money on its own. What is the system? What is the strategy? What is the mindset that you're developing that is producing you income to where we can get outside of the middle class? That's it. Where I'm at today, I don't want to be here for the rest of my life. I won't be. I'm going to be in a different place by the time you all watch this video next year. Yep. I feel good. I like this. I can never retire from this. This is, this is, this is what it's all about. I'm not teaching you to get rich quick schemes and schemes. I'm not going to teach you how to get rich overnight. I want to teach you. I want to give you the strategy that I use to get out of debt, to build wealth, and to set my family up for success. My family is not in a middle class bracket. And your family shouldn't be neither. So let's figure out how to do it together. We'll drop the links in today's show notes. Y'all figure it out. And I'll see you in the next show. Peace out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.